Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, October 21st, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the Democrats' new isolation strategy. Number two, Steve Bannon's fate in the House. And number three, the blast from the past, Ed Buckham, the Republican operative, is back. All right, Jake, let's get into this. The number one story of the day, leading Punchbowl News AM, is this new strategy that we are seeing unfold between President Joe Biden and Democratic leadership in terms of trying to push forward with a deal on reconciliation. Yeah, so listen, um, at right now, uh, as we say every day, the um, uh, the Democrats need to get moving, number one. But number two, they need to... Uh, they've come to a new conclusion, according to our reporting, which is that it will be easier to get a deal with uh, Joe Manchin than it would be to get a deal with Kirsten Cinema. And what they're trying to do is they are trying to um, uh, isolate Cinema. So they're trying to get a deal with Manchin and um, basically uh, keep put Cinema on ice, not on ice, but I would say, you know, force Cinema to make a decision. Does she want a deal or not? And try to force her into a, into a corner. Um, and and that's a lot of pressure to withstand, right? I mean, is Cinema going to, if they get a deal with Manchin, is Cinema going to stand between? Uh, a victory between Democrats and a victory, uh, and and that's going to be really difficult, I would imagine, for Cinema, who has been accused of the by the White House of being uh, uh, accused by a lot of people of being, you know, having keeping her cards too close to her vest here in in these talks. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's clearly it's easier to negotiate one on one with make a deal, figure it out with one faction, then go deal with the next faction, right? But it's hard to see. I, I think the problem for Democrats is, to your point, Kirsten Cinema is not forecasting a way to get to yes, right? I mean, all we kind of keep hearing is, you know, all of the different problems she's having with the package, whether it's corporate taxes, whether it's all kinds of different things. And I think, you know, she's she's been somebody who was a very active player on the bipartisan infrastructure package, right? Really helped shepherd that package through. A lot of people question whether she could do that or not. Playing a very different role in these negotiations, I would say, in terms of, yes, she's out front on it, but she's not the one who's trying to kind of, you know, write the legislation, figure it out, try to get other people to, yes. Now she's in this role where everyone's trying to figure out what what's in her head. Yeah, but also the other thing is like, so now she's against. We find out that she's against um, uh, revenue tax increases, tax rate increases. Well, it's very difficult to be to get a two a two trillion dollar bill or roughly a two trillion dollar bill without revenue increases. Without sorry, without tax rate increases. Certainly, when she, you said you're going to pay for it, right? So 
I mean, she is for a certain, and she is for certain tax increases, rate increases, including mark to market, which act, which taxes yearly uh, assets at their current value instead of when you sell them. That is uh, would be a massive uh, uh, tax increase for w rich people. It's been described to us as that she wants to soak the rich instead of um, uh, raise kind of just high end taxes. So she wants to, you know, so that that that's her. That is her, uh, 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 you know, scheme, so to speak, not scheme in a bad way, but her tax scheme, her tax um, uh, uh, preference is is to, to tax super rich people, not raise high end rates and corporate rates. Um, but it's a little late in the game to be introducing, I would say, new tax um, uh, ideas into <laughs> into these negotiations. It seems just it seems a little bit late for that. Well, especially when you have this, this as much as, you know, I think we've seen, we, we entered this week pretty pessimistic. It didn't seem like there was any momentum at all. Now we've had this shift for the past two days of deal-making, the president being engaged, the body language on Capitol Hill being much more positive. But now you, this is kind of the reality check here, right? There's some cold water here, which says, yes, it, Democrats are trying to work together, trying to find a way forward. But, you know, to get to this deal in you know, 10 days, right? That's the deadline that President Joe Biden set forward saying he wanted the bipartisan infrastructure bill voted on October 30th before he goes to Europe. Uh, you know, with, and to do that, you'd have to have the top lines in place. I mean, that is just, I think this just shows another way that how difficult this is. Yeah, and, and by the way, something that, that we mentioned yesterday, um, I believe, I think the days again blend all together, um, is that Biden really wants an infrastructure vote next week. So, you know, they gotta they have to nail these things down. They have to get them they have to get them done. Um and and it's difficult. It would be difficult for me to see her you know, winning new, t you know, g g the tax code is complicated and people get, um, they get comfortable with the general contours of it. And, and, you know, they only change it around the edges in the sense that they're not going to, it's difficult to see them just introducing a new tax, a new way of taxing things in, in a short couple days. All right. Well, we will be watching and covering every twist and turn. Stick with us at Punchbowl News AM. Uh, also on Twitter, where we are kind of updating things in the minute besides our three daily newsletters. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning, the January 6th probe. The House is readying for a vote this afternoon on Steve Bannon to a uh, contempt resolution, the former aide to President Donald Trump and conservative activist, uh, in really what is the most high profile moment so far, I would say, in this investigation into the deadly January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah, this is going to pass. <laughs> the House is going to hold, um, the House is 100% going to hold Bannon in contempt. Some Republicans will vote for it. Tough to know who neither side is really whipping this vote, so we don't have a good sense of kind of where the votes lie. Um I mean, what do you say about this, Anna? I mean, it's going to go it's going to go to the Justice Department. We'll see if the Justice Department prosecutes. Uh, Joe Biden has suggested that people should be prosecuted for not um, cooperating with this panel, with this with this investigation. Um, 
And I mean, we I talked to Kevin McCarthy about this yesterday. I don't think we're going to run this in our morning edition, but he basically said the committee and we ran it in our PM edition yesterday for premium subscribers. But the, he basically said that he doesn't view this as a real committee and um, the, the, the committee has no legislative purpose. That's not for him to decide. Um, the committee needs to, you know, the committee issued a subpoena. The committee's empowered by the House. They're doing oversight. He believes the investigation should be with the FBI. The Republicans really screwed this up, Anna. I mean, they they could have had a um, a committee in which they had subpoena uh, veto power over all subpoenas. McCarthy and Mitch McConnell kind of punted on that, didn't want that. Now they're they're kind of shut out, and this is you know they have mansions. They, sorry, they have Mark Meadows subpoenaed. They have um, uh, Bannon subpoenaed, and it's a mess for them. And I, they are just doing what they can to get through day to day, but that's about it. Yeah, it's going to be messy. And certainly, I think the thing I'm going to be watching is, to your point, what what Republicans besides Liz Cheney, um, you know, besides Adam Kingsinger vote to to send this to the DOJ? That's going to be something that we don't have a great handle on because neither leadership on the R side or the D side is whipping on this, but certainly is going to be, you know, illustrative of how much, you know, there, there are how many Republicans are are in favor of this. I think there is also issues in terms of process, in terms of, you know, subpoena power by the House and kind of some institutionalists that may uh, vote on this, this issue as well. So something to watch for sure. Let's move on to number three story of the morning. A blast from the past. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican from Georgia, has hired Ed Buckham former chief of staff to ex-Republican Tom DeLay as her top aide. We were texting about this yesterday, Jake. Um, You know, I remember this very, uh, all of the mess that Ed Buckham found himself in uh, in 2006. That was a couple years of me being in Washington covering money and politics and lobbying. It was the biggest story uh, in town when it came to that and his downfall uh, as an outside lobbyist. You know, he's made he's tried to make some comebacks before and it hasn't worked. Um, You know, it's because it's MTG and the role she likes to play is the kind of pot stirrer, uh, to say the least in the House. It's certainly a, a different choice than I think a lot of members would make to for who was going to lead their office. Yeah, he he's digging the uh, MTG's digging deep into the swamp here. Right. I mean, that that, that seems that seems obvious. Uh, Buckham was a lobbyist, somebody who lobbied during the delay era. Uh, I believe was under investigation even, Anna. Um, and uh, uh, we, interestingly enough, Brez and I wrote a story back, I think in, I don't remember what year it was, but the Freedom Caucus. 2016, if you can remember that far back. The, Fr- the Freedom Caucus was um, was looking to hire Buckham as an executive director. We wrote a story about it, and then they decided not to hire him. Um, Buckham was caught up in the Jack Abramoff scandal, uh, in the Tom DeLay scandal of those years. So, and now he's heading straight to MTG. Uh, uh, Brez writes this morning. He did some reporting on this. Buckham has sold RVs in recent years. He is a ordained minister, and a Maryland pastor accused him of using a nonprofit. The pastor was tied to to accept donations from individuals seeking to influence delay. That was back in the delay days. So um, colorful figure, to say the least, um, uh, who will now be running the MTG shop. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.